Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here at the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today. GOPjosh.com is our website. GOPJOSH.com is our website. Support the program using our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash GOPjosh. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash GOPJOSH. And uh, that's for $3 or more. You can pick your tier there. We've got quite a few options. And then our Patreon page and is that link in our Fiverr link to support the program by using Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, B-I-T dot O-I slash G-O-P Josh Fiverr. Or you can go to the second link in the show notes below. On the top of the show notes, we have information about the August special election in Ohio. Ohioans need to vote yes on that in August and no in November. The very top link and above the date of the program will take you to a website where you can purchase very affordable yard signs for uh, advocating yes in August, no in November, yes in August, no in November. Uh, make sure you choose a mounting option if you don't have one, a wire stakes like two bucks um, for the sign. You can put it out in your yard, help you tell your voters yes in August to protect the Constitution, no in November to prevent abortion. Let's hop into the program now here on the Red Future Radio Network, gopjosh.com. Very excited for June, by the way. A lot coming up we'll tell you about later. Not today, maybe soon. Um, Biden is accusing Republicans of sabotaging the debt limit talks to get him out of office. Now, the thing here is Republicans have already passed a debt ceiling raising bill. Already done it, but the president just doesn't doesn't like the bill, doesn't support the bill. Of course, no one will blame me. I know you won't. You'll be saying Biden did a wonderful job. I, I, I know you. On the merits, based on what I've offered, I would be blameless. On the politics of it, no one will be blameless. 
And by the way, that's one of the that's one of the things that some are are contemplating. So because Biden might be held responsible for not passing and signing into law and having the Senate pass the Republican bill to raise the debt ceiling, he says he he, he would he would be blameless. I actually had. Well, I got to be careful here. I think there are some MAGA Republicans in the House who know the damage that it would do to the economy. And because I am president and presidents are responsible for everything, Biden would take the blame. And that's the one way to make sure Biden's not reelected. So he's making it political. Listen here. I don't want to raise the debt ceiling without cutting spending. Because if we don't cut spending, we will always have to raise the debt ceiling and print more money and raise our debt limit. It's unsustainable. Do I think we're going to survive as a country another 20 years? Not at this rate. Not for a variety of reasons. But if we don't set up economic policy that's feasible for the American people, such as not raising our debt ceiling to pay our debts and actually just cutting the amount of debt we owe, we would be in much better shape as a country. And we wouldn't have to keep having this discussion year after year after year after year. Republicans passed a bill that would cut spending. And the big holdup over it is that it would have work requirements for welfare. Right now, this is an undeniable fact. There are people that will play the welfare game and get more money on welfare than they would if they worked 40 hours a week at, at you know, McDonald's or Family Dollar. Or like a, a dollar generalized, I guess is a more generalized term here in Ohio. Um, it just it doesn't make sense that you don't have to work to receive welfare benefits at all. We really need to grow, grow our 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 system to be more than just. And I'm not saying cut welfare. I'm not saying abolish welfare. Right? That'd be a stupid thing to say, and it's something I don't support. But you should have to work to receive welfare benefits. You should have to pass a drug test to receive welfare benefits. And if you can't do either of those things, you shouldn't receive welfare benefits. We shouldn't prop up people that don't benefit society in any way. Now, am I saying cut children's health care if their parent can't work because of a medical reason? No, that's not the same thing. Someone's going to spin my words and say that's the same. It's not the same thing. It is not a bad idea, not a bad thing in order to have work requirements to get welfare. And that's the whole holdup. The left doesn't want work requirements. So they're going back to the discussion table and back to the discussion table. Actually, today, I heard on my way home from Brett Baer on the Fox News uh, radio channel that um, Biden and McCarthy directly were negotiating. Not exactly sure how that works, knowing they can't speak. <laughs> Biden can't speak, and he's like, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, debt ceiling. Uh, that's, that's, that's my Biden impression, right? So I don't know how the negotiations work. Usually they send a team in here. But we're getting serious. If we don't make it by June 1st, Janet Yellen is saying we might default on our debts and the debt ceiling will be reached. We will not have money to pay our debts, which, oh well. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to be able to stop it. Republicans have done their job. The Republicans in the House have passed a bill to raise the debt ceiling. It is not Republicans' fault. It is not the GOP's fault that the left will not sort of pass the bill it's not a problem i'm sorry i, I don't know um biden met with 
House Speaker twice, now the third time, and cut his Asia trip short in short, uh, hopes of coming home to an agreement for the impending deadline of June 1st. Uh, Biden and McCarthy disagree on how to go about spending cuts, with the president aiming to cut back subsidies on big oil and big pharma, and the House Speaker wanting to implement new work requirements for those who receive money from safety net programs. I believe the big pharma is off the table from what I heard last. Um, Akeem Jeffries, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, and Kamala Harris are also negotiating. Uh, the leaders appointed congressional and White House staff to lead the talks. Garrett Graves, a Republican from Louisiana, was appointed by McCarthy, told Fox Business the negotiations between Republicans and the White House stalled on Friday. They've obviously picked it up on Monday. People have to compromise here. We are in a split Congress. Biden does not have complete and total control over the Republican Party like he does the Democrats. He does not be able to flip a switch and make the Republicans do it. Uh, Biden can't say jump and the Republicans aren't going to say how high. Right? They might do it, but they're not going to say how high. You know, they're sure to do it how high they want to do it. Um, <laughs> because we have a weak party. But the left will turn around and say, Biden will say jump and they'll say, how high, sir? How high, sir? Is this good enough, sir? Right? The Republicans aren't going to do that. So Biden has to compromise and make a plan if he wants to work with the Republicans and actually get this across the finish line. He's worried it's going to hurt his reelection campaign. He's worried it's going to look bad in November of 2024, if he does not pass something and get something done. So compromise. Do things that benefit the American people. And instead of putting the debt ceiling on the line, pass the bill, and then go back to the negotiating table. Raise the debt ceiling, and then go back to the negotiation table. And then try to get what you want to get. But if you're really that worried about the debt ceiling, and you're really that worried about it uh, that being reached then make sure it's not reached. That's your job. Both congressional members and the White House. Am I against? The, I'm not pro-politicizing this, right? I'm not saying we need to politicize the whole situation. But the left would. If Donald Trump was in office, the left would be stopping every sort of attempt they can to avoid raising the debt ceiling. Because it would make him lose to start beating them at their own game. You have to stop backing down to the left. The left wins because the left stands up. The left wins because the left fights. The left will win because they don't back down. Republicans back down too often. They're like, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Walk away with their tail behind their legs or in their legs. We cannot back down. Fight, hold the line, and get the job done for the American people. Back after this on the Red Future Radio Network. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader, GOPJosh.com, Patreon.com slash GOPJosh, P A T R E O N.com slash GOPJosh, and our Fiverr link, F-I-V-E-R-R, B-I-T dot L-Y slash G-O-P Josh Fiverr, B-I-T dot L-Y slash G-O-P Josh Fiverr, or the second link in the show notes below, and use code uh, T-S-M-S at blackoutcoffee.com. That's code T-S-M-S at blackoutcoffee.com, redfuturradio.com, G-O-P Josh.com. All right, before we get into the political news and with the recent announcements for candidacy for the presidency, um, including some decently big names and endorsements of them. 
Um, we're going to talk about AM radio because I got flamed on Twitter for tweeting that Republicans should require AM radio in cars. Fact. The reason why, and I this isn't the genuine reason I believe, but I put the reason why is because it's the most powerful medium Republicans have to get reach voters as of now. We own public radio. We own, uh, not public radio, uh, AM, I mean, we do, but you know what I mean. Uh, Republicans are dominating AM radio, right? 610 in Columbus is a ba- great conservative station. Uh, 700 in Cincinnati. We need to keep it. And, and not for that reason, but one of the reasons is safety. Where do you turn when there's a storm? Where do you turn when you have don't have any power? You turn to an AM radio. Oh, you drive an electric car now. You drive a Tesla. You don't have an AM radio in your car. Good luck. And you're on your own. Nothing you can do. Keep it in the cars. And and, and people like Elon Musk and the people at Tesla say, well, it's actually, it, it the sound quality stinks. Okay. AM doesn't sound good. But it's important for security reasons, so get it in there. Well, it affects the, it affects the frequency of the car. You're Elon stinking Musk who can fix the frequency of the car to make it not be affected by AM radio if you really want to. So just get it done, Republicans. That's all I can say. Get it in there and get it permanently in your car so you don't have to flip to the iHeartRadio app to listen to AM radio. That's stupid. Or, or, or the a- a- HD signal of radio. No, it's AM radio. You should do it. Um... So BMW, Ford, General Motors, Mercedes, Tesla, Volkswagen, Volvo noted that AM radio stations have more than 45 million listeners each month. Uh, this is what uh, a letter sent by Congress. Their constituents heavily rely on it for emergency alerts and local news, information, and weather. Fact check true. The most important stations that are on the radio are on AM. You can listen to music on FM. You can listen to music with apps. But you can't get your information about the city you live in and the, and the news you need to know through FM radio or through some sort of web page. It is important to keep AM radio for safety reasons. Uh, when internet connectivity and cell phone service is limited or unavailable, these residents do not have as many options to access emergency information as those living in densely populated areas. AM stations are often our constituents' go-to source for information in times of crisis. We cannot deprive them of that free Life-saving resource. Fact check true. Sign on to this letter of Ohioans. Uh, Ohioans uh, sign on to the letter. Max Miller, Troy Balderson, Bill Johnson, Warren Davidson, Mike Carey, let's go, uh, Mike Turner and Brad Winstrup, and the author of the bill was Bill Johnson. The Detroit Free Press reported last month that Ford plans to stop putting AM radio in new gas-powered and electric vehicles beginning in 2024, including the all-electric Mustang Mach-E and F-150 Lightning pickup truck, a spokesman told the newspaper that the majority of USAM stations are offering internet streaming through our mobile apps, FM digital, and satellite radio. That sounds like an excuse to me. But it sounds like they're actually acting on it. Republicans are just deba- sending a letter, right? Get it done. Go there and say you're going to put it in your car or not going to sell the cars in the United States. Put it up there. Pass a bill. Be a Republican. Put it on the floor. Sponsor the bill. Pass the bill. Get it through the process. Well, I'm only a bill. Get it through. That's all I can say. Um, all right, let's hop into this now. We have a new candidate for president. Do we have the clip here? Does, did Aaron Rupert clip this? Whatever his name is on Twitter. Very annoying. Very annoying guy. Um, let's let's pull up the clips here. Did he clip it today? Um, because there was an announcement today in 
South Carolina. Yes, there is. Let's see if I can find the clip of an actually announcing it. The mic shut off to begin with. Um, let's see if I can. This is, seems awkward. Hello, Charleston! Oh, my goodness. First thing he said when he walked out. Hello, Charleston! <laughs> Sound very good. I'm announcing today that I'm running for president of the United States of America. That's why. So that he, he announced he's running. Um, no one cares. <laughs> no one. No one cares. It just takes away from Ron DeSantis' big announcement later this week um, where he's announcing he's running. Um, but he actually has an endorsement. Tim Scott received the endorsement, or will receive the endorsement, of the Senate number 2 Republican. His name is John Thune, or Thune, from South Dakota. The number 2 Senate Republican plans to endorse South Carolina Senator Tim Scott's bid for the 2024 GOP presidential nomination. According to two sources familiar with the plans, Scott uh, has announced his candidacy today. Um, Thune is expected to... Deliver the opening prayer at the event. I have not seen a clip of that, so if it did happen, I will let you know, but I don't think it did. Um, Thune had previously encouraged Scott to enter the contest, pushing him to visit the early voting state of Iowa and telling Sienna Namart that his colleague would be a great candidate. He's really well thought of and respected. I think he'd be a really interesting candidate for president in the field that could be fairly open. Scott's the only black Republican in the Senate, joins a growing GOP field looking to challenge Joe Biden as he seeks a second term. Donald Trump is making a third run, obviously. Nikki Haley, yada, yada, yada. And then um, Ron DeSantis is going to hop in eventually. So, if you care, Tim Scott's in the race. Uh, I don't think we'll hear much more from Tim Scott now. I think he's going to be a... He's going to pull 10% one time, and then he's going to be out of there and just be done. Just That's kind of how it's going to go with him. Um, the only person that's going to win the Republican nomination, possibly, is Donald Trump. And he is going to win it. Very slight chance it will be Ron DeSantis. Very slight chance. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's over. The race is over, Trump won. When DeSantis is announces, we'll, we'll play more about that and talk more about that. But as of now, Tim Scott's a nobody compared to the president and compared to Ron DeSantis and compared to pretty much everyone else in the race. Tim Scott's very irrelevant. He is 59 years old. He is unmarried. He has no children. That is weird if you want to run for president to not be married and not have children. You know, just thinking about it that way, if you want to be president, you should probably have stake in the game and have some sort of continuation of your bloodline in the in, in the world. But, you know, who needs that? Um Next on the program, we have actually more news about Ron DeSantis and Ron uh, DeSantimonious or De Ron DeSalesTax. We'll talk about that next here on the program on the Red Future Radio Network. Um, so, yeah, we'll get into that when we get into that. Uh, something quick here, maybe, possibly. <laughs> the AP. Who is Tim Scott? Great start to your campaign. Who, who are you? No one knows who you are, Tim Scott. You're not going to win. Uh, that race. Our call number is 574-675-6747 gop Josh 7 574-675-6747 It is a voicemail line so you can leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the program. Uh, might have a couple guests coming on this program this week as well. Maybe one Wednesday, maybe one Friday. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> here in the future as well. What's trending on Twitter today? That's always a fun test of what's going on in the world. Annie Bashir's trending for some reason. 
401k is trending probably regarding the debt ceiling. Um, here's, is this Democrat? Oh, dim op- operative. Let's read this dim operative. The Republican default crisis continues as Speaker McCarthy threatens your Social Security checks, veteran benefits, 401k, and the full faith and credit of the U.S. to stop his, to please his extreme MAGA caucus nutcases. Whatever. Whatever, dude. Um, <laughs> it's funny. People are so misinformed and people are so, uh, also, I want to play this here. Before we get into anything else with Ron DeSantis, here's the clip. I'll see the face where he was like, ah, with his like mouth wide open. Here's the clip. How much is that worth? Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> my 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 uh, inner monitors are like clipping out. <laughs> good job, Ron DeSantis. You're gonna be such a good president. No day, never. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Not a very human guy. He's not a very realistic looking human guy. He doesn't act like a human. He acts like a robot. The Santa Robotius. I don't know something like that. Back after this. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's Joe P. Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the Conservative Crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected. But anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the conservative crusader. This is the conservative crusader. Run this sales tax out of plan to make you pay more. With the sales tax here. And the sales tax there. There are tax everywhere. Sales tax. In Congress, Ron DeSantis backed a national sales tax, a 23% tax hike on almost everything you buy, from the gas station to the grocery store. You'll pay more here. Pay more there. You'll pay. 90% of families would get a tax hike if DeSantis replaced the current system, making Biden's inflation hit even harder. We can't afford Ronda's sales tax. Fortunately, we have a better choice. President Trump passed massive tax cuts, lowering tax rates for everyone. President Trump cut taxes and Ronda's sales tax. Well, as the song goes. With the sales tax here. And the sales tax there. There are tax everywhere. Sales tax. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. So that was the big ad that came out uh, against, or not against, yeah, against Ron DeSantis from Make America Great Again, Inc. That is the Trump-aligned but not Trump-influenced um, super PAC. Uh, Caroline Levitt is her new spokeswoman, and she's a great job at that, by the way. And that is the commercial they're playing and airing all over the, the United States, uh, primarily in Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada, the states Trump is focusing on to win in the primary against Ronda sales tax. Let's talk about this ad a little bit here. This is from the Washington Examiner. Musical ad campaign launched by former President Donald Trump Super PAC on Friday tuned to the song Old MacDonald Had a Farm following similar tactics used by the former president in 2018. Titled Old DeSantis, the, the campaign ad launched by MAGA Inc. highlights the 
Florida governor's history of supporting sales tax and claims that if president, he will make you pay more. Ronda sales tax has a plan to make you pay more with the sales tax. Um, the ad pushed and claim uh, pushed a claim that DeSantis pushed for a 23% national sales tax where the middle class pays more. It was the Fair Tax Act. He sponsored it, co-sponsored it three times. Um, so it would eliminate other taxes. It would abolish every sort of tax and replace it nationally with a sales tax, a 23% sales tax. So you'll buy something that's a dollar, you have to pay a dollar a quarter, plus your state sales tax if your state has a sales tax. Sorry for hitting the mic, by the way. Um, this is not a good plan. I'm not a fan of national taxes, and I think a consumption-based tax isn't terrible. But you have to find a way to exempt senior citizens that are on Social Security and those that aren't already taxable. Like, I'm not taxable right now. I'm 16 years old. Any income I make isn't taxable. They don't make like $30,000 a year. Um, so it's not taxable, so I don't pay taxes. I'd have to pay a 23% sales tax that would cut into my money, cut into the money of the Social Security receivers and, and those like that. You don't just flatline for everything. And really, if Trump really wanted to play the game, he could flip this out around and say, Ronda sales tax has a plan to make you pay more and cut your Social Security because even Social Security residents would have a 23% sales tax. But it's a really well put together ad. Um, it has like a bobblehead Ron here. Bobblehead Ron at this point with a sign that pops up. And it's like a sing-along. It has his little head popping around on the different words. The sales tax on eggs and gas, on meat and coffee and a washing machine and a lawnmower. Got a nice little display here from the gas station at the grocery store. Um, pay more on a laptop and a toaster and groceries and a coffee again and takeout food. They've got a great, great part. I love this part right here. Sales tax. Fortunately, we have a better choice. President Trump passed massive tax cuts, lowering tax rates for everyone. President Trump cut taxes and Ron the sales tax. And the bobblehead Ron clip. As the song goes. Well, I'm not actually in the race, so with the bobblehead clip from CNN. Tax Make America Great Again Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. So shout out to MAGA Inc. That's a great ad. Big fan of it from the sales tax here to a sales tax here. It's going to be annoying enough that it's going to just just, just take people down and be like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of listening to this. I'm tired of this um, environment. Really quickly here, I want to cover this. I'm not going to play the video because I think they're swearing in it, but you remember that video, that lady with the city bike that she paid for that these two African-American gentlemen walked up and tried to take the bike from her and she was trying to stop them and she was a racist. She paid for the bike. She provided a receipt and people are still saying she's a racist for not giving them the bike, not giving them things. I guess that's their version of reparations is, um, I don't know. That's the reparations is just trying to give people everything. Don't make them work for anything because they're black. Um, I just want to play this. I'm scrolling through my saved things on Twitter here, and I just, I have to play this clip again. Of, but that's the question that investigators have, I think, is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Are you them. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to, you're a nasty person, I'll tell you. We do a little trolling. It's called We Do a Little Trolling. That's our guy. Sorry to say it, that's our guy. 
Um, so Montana banned TikTok completely for every everyone uh, starting 2024, the, uh, the end of 2023. It doesn't have a start date in this article. This is from the Daily Wire. Several social media influencers filed a lawsuit against the state of Montana asserting that a recent TikTok ban constituents a violation of the First Amendment. Lawmakers in Montana passed a statute which prohibits app stores from making TikTok available for download in the state, a move which occurs as federal authorities condemned on the platform, which is owned by Chinese co- uh, technology firm ByteDance. Many, many great members of the Chinese Communist Party access to users' data in the United States. Hey, hey Ohio. I, I know you don't like leading the way. I, don't, I know you don't like doing things before other people. Montana did it. You can do it now, okay? Okay, okay to one? You can, you can do it now. You know, someone else did it. You don't have to be, lead the way. You can do it now. Okay, anyways. Um, there's a lawsuit saying that some forms of speech are discriminated against by the state uh, through the platform and that Montana lacks the ability to enforce laws related to national security. I don't know what the Montana state constitution looks like or what they have in theirs, but I believe safety of the residents and safety of the people of the state are kind of the priority in the state. Primarily the, the children in the state that are being indoctrinated through TikTok. Good job, Montana. Um, this is going to look bad on Republicans nationwide if this lawsuit actually goes somewhere and it's taken place. But it's just not... It, it's worth it. I'm sorry. It's worth actually doing something with our power. This is something I cannot stand with the Republican Party is we hold power. We do nothing, not a thing with our power, right? We, we just lay back and lay low and try to get reelected again and again and again. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of Republicans laying slow and laying low and not doing a thing for the American people with their power. Good job, Montana. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Good job doing something for the people of Montana to protect them. Conserving governing. And conserving properly. Thank you for the great people who are doing that over in Montana. We're going to be right back on the program here with some Ohio news in the Ohio segment. Believe it or not, we have an Ohio segment this week. It's going to be one many of you are very happy with. Those who hate listen to the show are going to be very mad with this pro- with this part of the program this endorsement we're going to talk about to this program, right? Not to the program, but we're going to talk about in the program. Many of you are going to be very mad, and that's okay. You can be mad. You can cry about it. You can cry. GOPjosh.com. Josh at GOPjosh.com. Call into the program. If you're crying over this program, by the way, please call in. 574-657-5747. 57-GOPjosh7. Also, the same has changed the Twitter handle. Back after this. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. GOPjosh.com is our website. This is the Ohio segment of the program. America. Great to be with you all today. As always, we are in the Ohio segment. The best segment of the program. The most well-received segment in Ohio. On this Ohio program. Ohio-centric. We love Ohio. J.D. Vance. 
U.S. Senator from Ohio has endorsed in the race for U.S. Senate in Ohio in 2024. Currently in the race are Matt Dolan and possibly Frank LaRose, also Bernie Moreno, possibly Warren Davidson. But J.D. Vance has put his support behind a candidate very early, by the way, almost a year before the primary, at least. Um, fantastic, J.D. Vance. For endorsing, do we have a drum roll button? We do not have a drum roll button. We need to get a drum roll really quickly here. This is my drum roll. We're getting an actual drum roll. J.D. Vance, the U.S. Senator from Ohio, has endorsed Bernie Moreno for U.S. Senate in Ohio in the race against his colleague, um, Sherrod Brown. And so Trump has encouraged Bernie to run. He said, run, Bernie, run. Um, and now J.D. Vance is endorsing Bernie Moreno. He is a businessman from Cleveland, a car salesman. He's a candidate for U.S. Senate in 2024. He is the highest, that is the highest profile endorsement in the race with J.D. Vance backing his campaign against, at this point, Matt Dolan. Let me read his exact statement. It was published first in Breitbart. I'm happy to endorse my friend Bernie Moreno for the United States Senate. Bernie is a lifelong businessman who has created thousands of good-paying middle-class jobs and is a strong America First conservative who will never stop fighting to protect Ohio workers and families. Bernie is committed to securing our southern border, getting tough on China, taking the fight back to the woke corporations, waging war against our conservative values. It's time to turn the tides on the establishment insiders who will sell out our country to special interests and elect more political outsiders like Bernie, who will always put America first in Washington, D.C. I'm looking forward to having Bernie as a colleague in the U.S. Senate. Moreno's statement, I'm honored to have earned the endorsement of Senator Vance. Not only is he a close personal friend, but as a fellow political outsider and entrepreneur, he showed that D.C. desperately needs new ways of thinking. When I win this race, I'll stand shoulder to shoulder with J.D. in the Senate to fight for Ohio families in the invasion at the, our southern border, protect American culture and traditions, reign in big tech and big media, stop Biden's radical Green New Deal policies and defend our America first conservative values against the unholy alliance of world corporations and big government. The career politicians and establishment insiders in both parties have failed us all. And just like J.D., I will be a fighter for Ohio's workers and families against the corrupt special interests and the swamp. As Senator Ohioans can trust that I will do everything possible to grow our middle class and will be dedicated to putting what's best for America and its people at the center of everything I do. That's Bernie Moreno, the next U.S. Senator from Ohio. If anyone from Ohio is listening that's on the J.D. Vance or, the, or Bernie Moreno team, I'd love to speak with them both on the program. Very cool. Um, yeah. Also, we're going to cut the Ohio segment short here. Because I'm just getting a report now that Ron DeSantis now is is trying to pick a running mate early in this race against Donald Trump, apparently, uh, when he is trying to recruit Sarah Huckabee Sanders to be his uh, running mate. Now, I don't know about how true this is, but we're going to put this here on the on the show notes for you all to read it here. That's the Ohio segment, you know. I'm glad to have that endorsement uh, for um, Bernie Moreno. I'm very excited to see him win in 2024. Uh, TP Action has also endorsed him. He's raised $500,000 from Ohioans across the state in the first week of his campaign. He has the momentum to win. And I'm going to put my prediction out there. I'm going to say if he is the nominee, he's going to win by three points. If someone like... Um, Matt Dolan or Frank LaRose, who are two sides of the same coin, by the way, 
uh, if either of them are the nominee, then we are going to lose the race to Sherrod Brown. But let's hop in here to this news. I'm, I'm just now, I haven't read this article before. A new report is claiming that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis wants Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders to be his 2024 running mate. He is trailing in the polls, is trying to recruit Sarah and get her commitment before she formal, he formally announced his campaign. He really only has one strong choice, Sarah, a source told Radar Online. He is be- desperately to, he's desperate to lock up his running mate before making his formal announcements. He will announce his VP candidate very soon afterward. Uh, it'll be a one-two punch, and Republicans will be a hard press to look past the United Front, especially if it's him and Sarah. That would be huge for Ron, but the report goes on to say that Sarah has been unimpressed with his pitch. Uh, Sanders has refused to endorse her former boss because she wants to see what shakes out. She has foots in both camps. Um, part of her wants to embrace the new GOP and believes DeSantis is the man, but she is worried about Trump's influence and results of recent polls only show that the governor is keeping her powder dry, the source said. DeSantis is going to announce his candidacy in his hometown of Dundalin, Florida this week. According to the Wall Street Journal, DeSantis will file former paperwork with the Federal Elections Commission declaring his candidacy around the time he is meeting with big money donors to share, uh, show, shore up support in Miami on May 25th. Already declared have included Trump, uh, Nikki Haley, uh, Asa Hutchinson, Rivek Ramaswamy, Larry Elder, Corey Stapleton, Tim Scott, all the people. Um, he, uh, Never Back Down has already ran ads in Iowa, in New Hampshire. Um, so yeah, if, what's her name? Sarah Huckabee Sanders hops in the race. I'm, I'm, I'm friends. I'd like to say I'm friends with her. She followed me on Instagram. We interact on DMs. But if she hops in that race, I'm going to be very ashamed of her. I'm very sad that she is willing to sacrifice her state for Ron DeSantis. She's been governor for not even two years, not even a year at this point, right? Maybe six months. We need to have governors that go to their state and govern effectively and actually do some government and actually govern something and actually do something with their power instead of using it as a stepping stone. I'm tired of that. That's one of the reasons I'm enjoying Bernie Moreno's campaign so much. So much. Because Bernie Moreno cannot run for president. He cannot physically run for president. That's a good thing. That's a thing we want more of in the U.S. Senate, not afterwards, not not in the Senate. We want someone like that in the Senate. So let's go Bernie Moreno. I'm excited for his campaign. If um, Warren Davidson hops in, I don't think he will. I might reconsider my support of, uh, of Bernie Moreno, but as of now, Bernie's the man, right? I think a Trump-Bernie one-two punch for the president and the Senate will be a very strong, fantastic one-two punch. That will take down the left. And I cannot wait to see it play out. We'll be back Wednesday with a brand new episode on the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh, your host and the vice president of the Red Future Radio Network, the chair of the Ohio High School Republican Organization, and the chief operating officer of Red Future Radio as well. I am your favorite Ohioan. Sorry, Buckeye. <laughs> and we'll be back Monday with a brand new episode. Or not Monday. Today, today is Monday. We are, we are here with a brand new episode. We'll be back Wednesday with a brand new episode May 24th. Thank you all for being here, and we will speak with you all very soon. My name is GOP Josh, and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 